Welcome in to Hour 3 of the ESPN West Palm 20th Anniversary Celebration. Cyrus Wittig with you here on ESPN 106.3 and the free ESPN app. Christian Cat driving the ship in the wee hours of the morning or the late hours of the night, depending on how you look at it. But as the voice of high school football for ESPN West Palm, it's only fitting that we spend some time talking about high school ball and, of course, the top 63 because it's been such an integral part of ESPN's West Palm's history. And look, you can't have Florida without football. To help get get, get that conversation started, let's bring on the co-host of ESPN High School Game Day. We started at ESPN West Palm right around the same time in the fall of 2021. Former top 63 honoree, a guy you hear every day on ESPN West Palm, Stone Labanowitz. Stone, first things first, my guy, did you go to bed, get some sleep, or have you been powering through the night? Listen, I'm powering through the night, and here's the reason why. So I'm on the air from, I believe, 8 to 10 and 12 to 2. So I'm trying to put some sort of prep together, right? <laughs> Got uh, WPTV's Theo Dorsey alongside me at 8. And I think for the most part, today's going to be pretty chaotic, right? I think the bar's been set pretty low by the first two shows coming in and just hashing it out, right, guys? Who haven't spoke. But it's been awesome. But it's been awesome. But I'm powering through the night, side. Yeah, it's, it's chaotic good for sure. If you, if you ever you know look at those memes with the chaotic good and evil and chaotic neutrals, it's chaotic good. So, so let, let's get into the top 60, some top 63 stuff. And, you know, these days we're fortunate enough to have enough teammates and, and, and manpower to go out to each high school in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast and, and hand deliver all of the top 63 invites. Were they doing it the same way back when you got your invite to the top 63? Or how did you find out you were on that, uh, that list? Yeah, they actually did it the exact same way, which I think is really cool. I had somebody from ESPN West Palm wearing an official polo come on the campus of where at the time I went to high school, which was South Fork up in Stewart, where I'm actually at right now. But, yeah, they did it the exact same way. And I remember as a player and as a high school student, I thought it was the most badass thing. I could not believe somebody that worked for ESPN recognized me, that a group of people put this list together and I was worthy of it. And I heard Lance drop this when the show kicked off right at at midnight to the 1 o'clock hour. Lance alongside Craig and Steve, you know, some of the OGs and the guys who laid the foundation, Lance said, you know, when they first came into this market, they weren't too sure about, you know, what they wanted to talk about, what they should be talking about. And they said they learned pretty early on how important high school football was to the area. And that's kind of brought it all together for me. Like, I realized that. I did realize that. And having guys who kicked this thing off in 2003 realized that was pretty cool. But they've done it the exact same way. And I think it's at this point tradition. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I, I mentioned, Stone, you and I showed up about the same time, fall of 2021, but it's been really cool to really be ingrained in high school football already, knowing that, like you said, it's been such an important part for ESPN and West Palm for so long. But, you know, Stone, back to the top 63 banquet, you know, there's so much talent in the room. There's guys you train with, guys you compete with, guys you've lined up against, but also guys that, of course, you will be lining up against because since we do it, in the, you know, before the season kicks off of your season's senior season, you know, what was the mood in the, in the room like? Because was, you know, was there any tension knowing that, hey, I'm, I'm celebrating with this guy now, but I want to beat this guy when I see him in a few weeks? Yeah, I think there's most definitely tension, right? You're looking at guys like you had mentioned that you're going to play 
sooner rather than later. A, a lot of teams that I had a chance to play that season actually had a lot of guys at the top 63 events. So, of course, you as a 17-year-old are neglecting to talk to certain guys because you want to uh, let them have it on the field. And, yeah, I think there was so much talent in the room, like you said, that, of course, it was something that was always on my mind. It's a special event. I mean, where else? In the state, where else, especially in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, are you going to get a group of these 63 best players in the area, put them all in a room together, celebrating them, of course. But at the end of the day, you got to go out and play these guys. And as a young teenager, it was something that, yeah, you put a lot of stock into. Stone, Christian here, big fan. Question for you. (laughs) Were you butthurt that you weren't higher than 16? Because I feel like every high school kid, especially when you're talking quarterbacks, everyone feels like they're number one. Were you disappointed, or did you kind of see, at a 63, 16 ain't that bad? Dude, I was lucky to be number 16 with a lot of the guys that were on the list. Um, Yeah, so going into it, right, you are telling yourself, I I think consciously, you know, what number do I want to be? Do I want to be a top 40 number? Do I want to be top 20? And for me, I dialed in on being top 20, but I really dialed into being the third-ranked quarterback on the list. And that was something that I spent a lot of my time in high school doing, right? It's such a big part of where we live that I said, I I think I'm as good as that guy. I'm probably not as good as that guy. (laughs) And for me, it it had guys like James Blackman on the list, who we saw was a Florida State Seminole for a long time, now at Arkansas State. Toddy Centeo, who's bounced around a bunch of FBS schools now, is at James Madison absolutely tearing it up. I was behind those two guys, and I thought rightfully so. I thought I was the third best on that list. So I thought... Brian, Ken, you know, Wells, uh, a, a guy who we're going to hear from later on in the show. The people who put this list together, they put the uh, really short, stocky, stumpy kid with long hair in the perfect spot at 16. Christian, I was not butthurt. Love that. Love that. Again, here with former Top 63 honoree and our teammate here at ESPN West Palm, Stone Labanowitz, as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm. So, Stone, you starred all four years in high school. You wind up as the Treasure Coast's all-time passing leader with over 7,000 yards, your second all-time in Treasure Coast history with 58 touchdowns. When you go back to the memory book, what's the game that you'll remember most? Mm, It's a good question. It was one that didn't even count. It was a, you know, we call it something different in Florida, so I don't want to confuse everybody, but kind of a kickoff classic is your spring jamboree. And I remember we lined up across a Palm Beach Gardens team. At the time, highly ranked, I believe, in ESPN West Palm's top 10. So scared going into it, but there were so many Division One athletes on that team, like a Vindarius Cohen, who was actually number one on the top 63 list, an Amari Carter, who was, I think, three on that list, and ended up going on to play for the Miami Hurricanes. And I wanted to see if I was even worthy of playing at the next level. I said, okay, this game doesn't count. Let's try to get this victory but really, see where you stack up against guys who have Division One offers and are going to play at the next level. And I think with Florida and the crop of kids that we have and the talent that surrounds the area, it's a good chance to do it in spring football. So it was just a random kickoff classic game against Palm Beach Gardens, which had a bunch of top 63 guys and a bunch of kids who went on to play Division One ball, some of them in the league right now. Yeah, Stone and Cyrus, you guys both have a big hand in deciding who's in the top 63 and where they are ranked. What type of film do you put out to get on that list and to get higher and higher up that list? What are you looking for? What jumps off the screen to you? Speed, agility, 
power? Is there anything in particular or a combination of all of those? Stone, I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you take the first shot at this. So one of the things that I love doing when I'm checking out high school kids right now, I'm only 24 years old. All three of us are pretty young for the most part, so we're kind of fresh out of the game. I like to see how kids use their body, use some of the physical gifts that God gave them. So when me and Cyrus are breaking down some of this tape, yeah, this tight end might be 6'4", 260 pounds, but does he move well? Does he know how to use his limbs? Does he look like Bambi? And I I think that's something that college coaches put a lot of stock into. Cyrus can most definitely attest to that. But, yeah, seeing how well kids know their bodies and some of the situations that they put themselves in, are they getting the correct leverage? Those are some of the things that I'm looking when I'm checking out kids from the Palm Beach County and the Charger Coast. Yeah, I agree with all that. I would also add just the ability to make plays and kind of pop off the page. I mean, I think about the guys who were at the top of our list, uh, uh, a guy that Stone knows well, Vandravius Jacobs, going to Florida State next year, Vero Beach, number one player in the top 63. Just you, you watch his film for 10 seconds. You can't take your eyes off of him. Same mm-hmm. thing with DJ Holmes at Pahokee. Guys that just look like they're playing at another level because, yeah, the, the competition is, is great down here. There's a lot of good players. But at the same time, if, you're, if you want to be a good player, a great player at the college level and one day make it to the league, you got to dominate the competition. So I'm looking for guys mm-hmm. who can you know, score from anywhere on the field, guys who just look look and move differently than everybody else. So I think it's I think when you get to the to the really the top of the ESPN top sixty three, the guys that's almost the easiest because those guys pop off the page the most. So no, that's that and, and there's a lot of different ways to look at it. I think, you know, what offers some guys have goes into it as well. Uh and some there's some things like that. But uh but yeah, but so Stone, um I gotta let you go. I know we could talk for, for much longer, but we got some, some more guests joining us, and I want to give everybody some time. I sincerely appreciate, appreciate you staying up and sticking with us and uh, look forward to, to much more high school football in the future. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I loved a lot of the things some of the pioneers of ESPN West Palm have said about high school football, and it seems like they've, in a way, passed the torch to us, and I think we're doing a pretty darn good job at kind of uh, – Keeping the flame lit. So shout out to you guys. Uh, shout out to the teamwork that uh, we use to make this happen. But yeah, let's keep it going. Great stuff from Stone Labanowitz. Of course, the ESPN Top 63 honoree and our colleague here at ESPN West Palm. You can hear him weekdays on Ken Levick Alive 12 to 2. We will take a break and be back with more as we continue to celebrate 20 years of ESPN West Palm. You are listening to ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20, celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Welcome back to ESPN 106.3 and the 20-year anniversary celebration of ESPN West Palm, giving you 20 straight hours of local programming, which started at midnight and will go all the way until 8 PM. This is your captain for the 3 a.m. hour, Cyrus Wittig with you. And as the voice of High School Game Day on ESPN West Palm, the game plan for the hour is to talk high school football and the top 63. We've already caught up with Stone Labanowitz, a top 63 member, and of course, an ESPN West Palm teammate. And earlier this week, I had a chance to catch up and talk with Will Likely, who was the number five player on the very first ESPN Top 63. 
It was actually the ESPN Top 76 back then when we were on uh, AM 760. Will was a member of those state runner-up Glades Central teams back in the 2010s, and he went on to play at Maryland, now plays in the XFL for the Houston Roughnecks. So again, here is my conversation with the number five player on the first ever Top 63, Will Likely. So, Will, you were a member of the first ever Top 63 class. I believe at the time it was the Top 76 because we were 760 on AM. What do you remember about those moments and just spending time with so much football talent in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast? Man, I remember a lot. Um, I remember just being in school and it and that list came out and um, everybody coming to me, they posting and stuff like that. Um, me coming up to the studio to take pictures. Um, those was fun times. I, I I enjoyed that. You played at Glade Central and on some of the best teams in Raiders history, including two teams that were state runners up. What made those Glade Central teams so good? Just the camaraderie, just the players that we had. You know, all this like growing up together, playing football, our lives together, and stuff like that. Uh, just competing. You know, that was that's one of the things that separated us. We was always willing to compete against each other. So when we played somebody else, it was like 10 times easier. Again, here celebrating 20 years of ESPN West Palm, talking now with Glade Central Raider turned Maryland Terrapin, now with the Houston Roughnecks, Will Likely. Will, there was an era, that era you played in for Glade Central. You guys dominated the Muck Bowl. You went undefeated in your four years at Glade Central, and then you were a part of that Glade Central team that beat Pahokee 70 to nothing in the Muck Bowl. Will, what do you remember about that game, and, and were people just shocked at the result after that happened? I mean, we weren't shocked. I mean, well, outside of people making me <laughs> shocked, they probably didn't think the score was going to be like that. But, you, I mean, you know how it is with the mug bowl and stuff like that, man. Like, I never lost against them, which is something I can always brag about. Uh, but that year, we was just we was just on one, man. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. We was just going back to back. They couldn't do nothing. So, like I said, Will, you were on the first ever ESPN Top 63 parentheses 76 you were number five on that list you chose maryland over offers from lsu miami stanford many more looking back what made you choose the terps over those other programs just having a great relationship with my uh with the d coordinator at the time uh brian stewart you know he we we locked in and he had a plan for me and i had a plan myself you know i think at the time he was just coming from i think he was on like only one year or two Two years removed from like the Cowboys. Yeah, I just came from the Cowboys. So I knew I was going into like a my goal was to play NFL. So I knew I was going into like an NFL system and stuff like that. So, you know, we just build a bond and I feel I find myself that I can I can play there or whatever like that. And I can make my name there and things like that. And it happens. So here with Houston Roughnecks defensive back, former Glade Central Raider, Will Likely. Will looking back to that recruiting process, what advice would you give a 15, 16, 17 year old football player right now going through the recruiting process, especially nowadays with all the NIL craziness. Right. I would say, I would say take your time, man, and like, and do it for, do it for the right reasons. Cause you got some guys that just follow like names and things like that. And they're not really putting themselves in a, a great position. Um, I would say just, you know, just take your time because every coach is going to sell. Every coach is going to recruit. That's their job. Um, and you got to make it your job as well to 
to to be able to see that. And I just look at the the Bryce and Glamour things like that and what they have to offer. But you got to see what you have to offer as far as where you want, where you see yourself at the next three, four years after that. Um, <clears throat> graduating somewhere like that because not everybody's going to make it to the league. Uh, that's one of the like the unready th- unready things uh, young athletes go through. I mean, we hear it, but it's not something that you want to hear because you don't mm-hmm. think it's you. So you just want to be able to take your time throughout the process and choose the right school for you. That's going to put you in a position to obviously win and put you in a position to set up for the future. Well, you set multiple records at Maryland with interceptions and interception return yards, but you also really shined in the punt return and you've and you you you've continued to be a, a special teams weapon in your professional career. With returning kicks and punts, is it just one of those things where you kind of got it or you don't? Some guys can just make things happen amidst the, the chaos of the special teams. You got to have it. I mean, when I was growing up, uh, we played um, we played throwing back running. Uh, so if I had to if I had to give you a description, so let's just say about ten guys all in the back. We got somebody with a football. We're gonna throw it up, and whoever got the ball, um, you know, everybody gotta go tackle. It ain't touch. You getting tackled. So you don't want to get tackled, so you got to find a way. And that's pretty much all it is at the end of the day, just having that vision. And that's how, at least that's how I look at it. It's throwing back running when you're back there. Make a guy miss and, you know, try to find a box. Again, here with Houston Roughnecks, defensive back Will Likely out of Glade Central. He's looking back with us at 20 years of ESPN West Palm, talking about his experiences in professional football. Will, you spent some time in the NFL, the CFL, the USFL, now the XFL playing for the Houston Roughnecks. What are the challenges of, of staying in football shape, staying football ready when you are dealing with uncertainty? Just like you said, it's the uncertainty part. Uh, so you, some days you, sometimes you're going to have your days and sometimes you're going to be motivated, but the key is just staying motivated because you never know. You know, you never know when that shot is going to be. You know, you got to always stay. My biggest thing is, um, and what I was growing up on, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Um, that's something that I carry with me. Even if I'm not playing, even if I don't really know what's going on, even if I have some doubts, uncertainty of what's going on, I just try to stay in the best shape that I possibly be just in case I get that call. So, Will, how's life been like in the XFL? Like I said, you've you played in the NFL and the CFL. How does it compare to the other leagues you've spent some time in? Man, it feels like the league. To be honest with you, we got a great coach, uh, which comes from the head, uh, Wade Phillips. Of course. Great great uh, defensive coach, Brian Stewart, which is my same coordinator that recruited me. Um, they are league guys. So, you know, they treat it just like the league. So it's not it's not really too far from it. Um, and I'm able to play back with some great players. And I got my teammates back uh, who I played with in college. Um, they also had a great career in, in the pros as well. So, I mean, for us, it feels the same. It feels the same if I was in the league. Will, you lead me right into my next question, and it's got to be pretty cool being one of four Maryland Terrapins on this Roughnecks roster. You played with two of them, played with Sean Davis and A.J. Hendy back in college. How cool is it to have reunited with those guys and, and be making plays with them again on the football field? It's good. It's feel good because we know it's been a while since we did that. Um, <laughs> I think the last time we've been on the field all together, was probably my joint, probably like in 2015. So we are, you know what I'm saying? It's like full circle that we all back together and stuff like that. So, I mean, we haven't missed a beat. You would think that we've been around each other, you know, for the last seven years, but we haven't. 
But I mean, our chemistry is just like that. You know, it's easy. So, you know, it's it's good work for us and it's fun. Yeah. Wrapping things up here with Houston Roughnecks defensive back Will Likely. Will, you've given so much to the game of football. What do you feel like football has given you? Just the enjoyment, man, because rather, rather you playing at the top, rather you playing in the NFL, or rather you playing football, period, it's the difference is being in that locker room, guys. And um, I don't been on both sides of the stick, uh, even when having a business and stuff like that. But nothing compares to being in a locker room with a group of guys and coming together all at once from different backgrounds. Uh, that's like the most enjoyable part of it. So, Will, the NFL Combine is this week, and I want you to put your coaching hat on for a second. If you are a guy scouting defensive backs, I don't know if you if you got coaching in your future, which drills would you really be looking at to evaluate potential prospects? I'm a feet guy. Um, how you get out, how you get out your breaks? Uh, do you attack the ball? Can you catch the ball? Uh, how you move? Like how you how your hips move? Like, is you fluid, is you smooth? Like, what is it? That's what I am because the, the 40 is kind of like, it's kind of overrated because football yeah. is all about angles, right? So it's like, how you how do you move on a football field? That's because that's what matters. Will, when you think about all your life playing football and all the different drills you've done, do you think there's a drill that the NFL should implement when it comes to evaluating players at the Combine? I would say that's a lot of people, though, but... And they probably would never do this. But I would say 707 maybe. Because when, th- when you think about it, it's no, it's no difference than going from like the, the Nike combines, the things that we all did when we were growing up anyways. We all see each other and stuff like that. So, But I mean, I'm not making the rules up. No, that's a good one. That That's definitely crossed my mind as well. I don't know if the NFL would ever implement it. But uh, hey, you never know with, uh, with them going that way towards the pl- Pro Bowl this year. Last thing, Will, when you think back upon all your years playing football, what is the memory, what are the memories maybe that bring a smile to your face every time? A moment that always brings a smile to my face. I have a few, man. Um, but since we was talking about high school, I can I can stay at high school, I guess, Mugbo. Or or we can uh, go on against The Wire, um, the ESPN game. Yeah, The Wire, that, that, was a, yeah. that was a good one. We still talk about that to this day. That was before my time in terms of before I was down here in Florida covering football. So, Will, what made that Dwyer game so special? Oh, because it was like a Memorial Day game. It was national TV. Um, I returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. And then I came back and scored the, uh, like a game-winning bomb go route. So it was, it was one of those games. I think it was back in like 2011, I want to say. Okay, yeah, now I can see why it was so memorable. I'll have to get with uh, I'll have to get with Brian Rowitz and see if I can get some tape of that game. Will, thank you so much for joining us, man. Really appreciate the time. Best of luck the rest of the season with the Roughnecks and, of course, beyond in your football career. All right, thank you. Again, that was my chat with the number five player in the inaugural ESPN Top 63, now with the Houston Roughnecks. Will likely. I will talk with another player, another member of the inaugural top 63 when we come back on the other side as Matt Burke joins me. So keep it here as we celebrate 20 years of ESPN West Palm. You are listening to ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20, celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Welcome back. 
to ESPN 106.3. Cyrus Wittig and Christian Cat with you here as we continue to celebrate 20 years of ESPN West Palm with 20 straight hours of local programming. Right now, we're talking high school football, talking top 63. And to keep that train rolling, we welcome in another top 63 honoree from that original class back in 2012. He was number 12 on that list out of Cardinal Newman and eventually Purdue, Matt Burke. Matt, thanks for joining us tonight, man. Of course, Charles. What's going on tonight? Matt, a whole lot is going on. We're talking some high school football, and we're going to talk, talk a little Deportes later on. We got, like I said, 28 hours of programming, so uh, we got a long way to go, but we're having a lot of fun so far. Absolutely. Love the uh, gym interview and then Stone and then Will Likely. What a uh, what a program we got here tonight. I know, I know. So, again, you were in Will Likely's class back in the 2012 you know, inaugural Top 63. So I, I asked Stone this. Got to ask you, you know, how did you find out that you made the Top 63 list? You know, these days we go out, we hand deliver all the invites to all the student athletes. But, you know, I don't know if we had the amount of teammates to do that in 2012. So how did you find out that you had made the list? Uh, I think either my coach had told me or someone from the station had called me because right then ESPN West Palm is right across the street from my high school, Cardinal Newman, <laughs> uh, in the Chick-fil-A parking lot right there. So I run into J-Mart and Evan Cohen at Chick-fil-A all the time. That's So, yeah, so if, you, oh. if they didn't put you on the top 63 list, you, you go find them in the parking lot like Happy Gilmore. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? You sat stone. If he was butthurt that he wasn't ahead, I was butthurt that wasn't <laughs> Super Eleven. You guys put me at twelve that year. Hey. You know, real disrespectful. Don't. Uh, that was way before my time, Matt. So don't take that out 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 on me. Um, so so Matt, you know, top sixty three. It's been around for ten years now. It's it's become a badge of honor for guys in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. But you know, back in twenty twelve, it's it's the first year. Did you guys even know what it was? Like, did it have a reputation at all? I mean, I knew who it was. I knew what ESPN West Palm was. I've always been a fan of the station. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. It was always a big deal. PB game time was big then so that we could go online and talk trash, uh, I remember, for high school football. And that was really the growing age of the digital era of uh, social media and everything back then with recruiting and talking trash to people online and then, you know, really meeting with them in person. Um, it was just kind of all emerging then at that time, I thought, in the early uh, 2010s. So I'm really akin to that type of high school atmosphere, right? Your rival school talking trash on game week. Do you have any stories from that type of your high school days? Oh, yeah. I could go uh, for hours on this. But one team I would uh, love to really address here would be Kings Academy. Okay, interesting. Uh, I was gonna... They were absolutely talking trash the whole time uh, for off season during the season. Um, actually, some of my best friends played for their program, and uh, we kicked their butts, I guess right, I can say that on the air. We kicked <laughs> their butts to go. They're the first time they're ever in our district. I think we beat them 24-18. You guys covered the game. The local news covered the game. It was pretty much to decide the number two seed in our district because uh, nobody could beat American Heritage back then. Right. Ray with Greg Bryant uh, back then. I mean, they were pretty much a young college team at that point. But, yeah, we beat Kings Academy, overcame them at our home field, 24-18. Then the next year, we went into their home field and uh, beat them on a goal line stand, actually, on a fourth and goal. Incredible stuff. Again, here with Matt Burke, number 12 on the original ESPN Top 63 out of Cardinal Lumen that went on to play at Purdue. Matt is out in L.A. working for uh, Good Karma Brand, so, so he's still a teammate with us 
Uh, uh, Matt, I, it was, it's funny you brought up Kings Academy because, you know, now it seems like Cardinal Newman's big rival is Benjamin, but it's, it's fun to hear mm-hmm. that, you know, again, back in the day, it was a little bit different for you. What would you say is your most memorable moment playing for Cardinal Newman? I, I will say I did hear a rumor about you maybe spiking a football into an ESPN West Palm reporter. I don't know if you can validate that or not. Wow, one of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely validated there. I uh, premeditated this. I said on senior night, if I score a touchdown, I'm spiking the football. Uh, I, I always want to do that. Rob Gronkowski, definitely a big uh, fan for any tight end growing up. I think, and uh, back then I said, you know what, I got to do this one time, right? So I did it, spike perfectly right into the end zone and then right into the cameraman sitting right there. I think we uh, might have knocked the clip out there, but I'll always remember that. Great watching on film the next day. However, did get a warning from the refs, so Ooh. definitely wasn't allowed to do that or any trash talking after that. Hey, I'm, I'm Benjamin, su- though, also still a rival. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't get a flag. I'm surprised you got off with a warning. Uh, I might have got a flag. I don't know. You kind of shrugged <laughs> it off then. And then exactly. Exactly. A fake two-point conversion after, you know, I really pissed off the coach then. You got it. You got to get your money's worth. Um, <laughs> again, here with Matt Burke celebrating 20 years of ESPN West Palm. So, Matt, you start at Cardinal Newman. Then you went on to play at Purdue. Any good recruiting stories that are appropriate enough to share on the radio? I know it's it's 3.40 in the morning, but but the rules the rules still apply. Oh, man, some good recruiting stories. I won't name the college, but uh, my dad and I went on a trip out, uh, you know, to the West Coast there a bit. We did two schools back-to-back. Um, one school, they definitely hired someone who was, uh, how do you say, extremely attractive uh, <laughs> to tour us around one of these schools. And uh, actually, the other school had got a tip that I was taking the flight from their school to another school, and they planted this amazingly – I mean, must have been 10 out of 10 girls sit next to me and tell me about how great the college was on the flight from one school to the other. I mean, it totally had to have been uh, their doing. There was no other way. They knew exactly who my type was. They knew exactly where I was going on that exact flight. It was totally staged, uh, totally scripted. Um, I won't give out the details of the school, but absolutely, they planted this girl next to me on the flight, only the two of us in the row. Spoke my ear off the whole time, said how the school changed her life. So amazing. She could put me on with all these girls there. And, you know, that's 17 years old. And, you know, this girl's talking to you. She's 23 years old. And, you know, she's exactly your type. I was uh, pretty enthralled and uh, considered going there. So you were like living Blue Mountain State type life. I don't know if you're familiar with that show on (laughs) FX. Now, this is like the early days of Instagram, if you had it. Is that how they found out your type or do they ask around? How did that, how did they know you, uh, let's say, Blonde hair, blue eyes. How do they know that? How did you know my type? Oh, 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 shot in the numbers game. You just told us. Numbers game. Yeah, exactly. No, um, they just kind of know. I mean, you know, recruiting trips, uh, what I could say on air here, you know, we could talk about it over a beer or probably some time off air. But, uh, you know, they know exactly what they uh, like to do. Uh, They like to put you up, like to have you have a good time. They get you around the guys. They show you facilities. They take you out, you know. Uh, and then it goes on from there. And then they kind of, the night ends up wherever it does. Matt, uh, great stuff. Just to wrap things up, I, I know you're doing awesome stuff out in L.A., but tonight, of course, celebrating ESPN West Palm. So I'm wondering if you have a, a favorite memory of working down here with the ESPN West Palm crew, whether it was with the Boca Bowl or, or, or something else you were involved in. 
Yeah, definitely a favorite memory. I do love the Boca Bowl. I've always been a fan of the Boca Bowl. I uh, you know, used to volunteer and move furniture for the Boca Raton Bowl so I could get tickets from you guys uh, before I was a teammate here at GKB. But a favorite memory I will always have ingrained in my mind is Evan Cohen versus Steve Walsh, uh, Volvo car dealership quarterback competition. And Evan showed up with a headband and the whole thing <laughs> at a Volvo dealership. I mean, this had to have been when I was in, you know, I don't know, 12 years old. Uh, and this is the funniest promotion ever done, I think, in my opinion. And I believe they threw a quarter a football through a hoop or something like that. And it was a big competition. There was a rumor going out that Evan had thrown six interceptions in the first half of the game <laughs> uh, in his high school career. That should be validated maybe on air sometime today. I'd love to hear uh, the truth of that or not. We got six interceptions and a half, though. Yeah, we got almost we got 16 plus hours left to go. So I'm pretty sure we can sneak that in there. Matt, thank you so, so much for the time. Thank you for staying up late on the West Coast. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. Harris, anytime. I'm here to be on there for you guys anytime. Happy uh, 20 years anniversary. Love it. Thank again, you. Again, Matt Burke out of Cardinal Newman, working for us out Thank in you. L.A., so number 12 on the inaugural ESPN Top 63 list back in 2012. Again, thanks to Matt for joining the show. We'll take a break and wrap things up in the 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. hour with Doug Sosha. So stay here as we celebrate 20 years of ESPN West Palm. 20 for 20, celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Welcome back to ESPN 106.3 and the 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm. Wrapping up the high school hour by talking with Kaiser head coach Doug Sosha. He spent some time at Oxbridge and American Heritage Del- American Heritage Del Rey. So here is my conversation with coach Doug Sosha. Here with Kaiser football head coach Doug Sosha, a man who knows a thing or two about new endeavors and starting things from the ground up. Coach, you were the first coach in Oxbridge Academy football history, the first coach and still the only coach in Kaiser University football history. Let's just start with the high school stuff. What do you remember most about those early days at Oxbridge Academy? Oh, I mean, I think... uh... I was joining a group that had a great vision from an educational standpoint. And then they wanted to blend, you know, athletics, which they already had somewhat of an act uh, of an athletic department started. But then when you start football, you know, that's, that's the big one. Right. So um, I was fortunate enough to be around some great people that had great vision. And, uh, but certainly, you know, you got to go into that thing with a vision. That was my first time really doing it. You know, I came from American heritage where, we had a, an established identity, an established culture, an established institution, um, and then to go to Oxbridge and do it. And, you know, I, I, I was at an advantage because I had great alignment and support and and, and the vision that we had, you know, blended with, with what they wanted and what I felt I could bring to the table. And I think that was really a big piece of it. Coach, I'm sure there were days at Oxbridge when things were just getting off the ground where you felt like it was one step forward, one step back. What kept you going day in, day out as you dealt with the challenges of building a football program from scratch? Yeah, I think at Oxbridge, it was such a unique uh, environment, you know, where we took that job. And and, and I remember my guy, uh, Sam Provo and I are the only ones that really went there at first. And, uh, you know, we, we, we did like a survey of the student body and, 
you know, we kind of just took whoever we had. And I think we had 32 kids on our first roster and 14 of them had never put a football helmet on before that first practices. Sure. But I remember those practices in the summer and, and, uh, you know, we, we were just the, the new kid on the block at the school and that community and environment was so unbelievable that, you know, we had, you know, girls from the girls lacrosse team from the basketball team asking if they could work out with our football team. Cause they, we were doing some different things that they had never seen like outside. And, uh, but it, the, the kids were unbelievable. And, 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 and to this day, guys like Trey Gabriel and some of those names, um, Tyree Smith was one of those guys. And, um, you know, just the, those early days of just the kids really kept us going because they had so much energy. They had so much, uh, want to, and, uh, but certainly there's, there were some ups and downs, you know, we, uh, and the thing at that time, you know, with the, with the campus president, everything, every football game, he wanted it to be an event on campus. So, you know, I felt the pressure of, Hey, we better put together a really competitive football team for if every, you know, Friday night's going to be an event where everyone's there and, and, and Bill Coke and the ownership. And so, um, but we had great support and, but I would say that the kids had such a enthusiasm for what we were doing. You know, there were some ups and downs and, you know, there's kids that, you know, didn't, had never made a tackle in their life had never had shoulder pads on, never had a helmet on, but, uh, you know, those were some of the, some of the moments that I definitely cherish the most when I think about my time at Oxbridge. Again, here at ESPN West Palm, celebrating 20 years of being on the air. Talking now with Kaiser head coach Doug Sosha, who spent time as the Oxbridge Academy head coach, as well as eight years, three of those as the head coach at American Heritage Del Rey. And coach, I, I know you're still involved in the top 63 from a Kaiser standpoint. Many of your players have been featured on that list, but when you were putting guys on that list, as a coach of American Heritage, Del Rey, and then, of course, Oxbridge. When that list came out and you saw your guys on there, what was that feeling like as a coach? We were excited. I mean, definitely uh, some kids that, you know, definitely should make that list every year on those teams that I had coached but didn't make it. And, you know, there were some voting things. But when when we got kids onto that list, and, and you know, I think one year we had five guys on the list, so we knew we were going to be pretty good. And you know, it was a special moment. And I think those guys at ESPN, when I look back at my time of being here in the county at American Heritage at Oxbridge, now at Kaiser, the ESPN, you know, the Evan Cohen, uh, JMP, uh, Steve Pollitziner, and I'm sure I'm missing some, you know, th- those guys have been really consistent in this county where we've seen this county, you know, it's gone through some transitions and some changes. And, you know, you hear some of the same names out there. You know, Jack Daniels has been a staple guy that's been in the in the county. But, you know, ESPN's been there, you know, ever since they showed up, whenever that was, like 2003, 2004. But when I got here in 2006, you know, certainly have great memories. But uh, certainly when you can get a kid on the ESPN top 63, because this county is loaded, you could do a top 200 and, and still feel pretty good about, you know, the, the, the 200 names that you come up with. But obviously, you guys, you know, obviously there's a branding part of that and, so it's pretty special if you make the top 63. Again, here with Kaiser head football coach Doug Sosha, a man who has been synonymous with Palm Beach County football for almost 20 years, which is fitting because, of course, we are celebrating 20 years of ESPN West Palm. And, Coach, just talking about the top 63 a little bit more, 
you know, we focus on names like Lamar Jackson, Devin Singletary, Travis Homer, and all the guys that have made the NFL. But for a lot of those top 63 guys, you know, their careers might end in high school. It must have been a great feeling to see some of those guys who were just playing for the love of the game get their recognition on that list because for the rest of their lives, they get to say, oh, yeah, me and Lamar Jackson, we were both on the top 63 together. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's definitely, you know, obviously everyone focuses on the names that you said and, and, and you know, the, the guys that go on to the, the big colleges and then maybe the NFL. But, you know, there are some guys, uh, you know, that I can, you know, that I still see that I know were on that list that, that come around and, and it meant something to him. You know, I ran into a guy the other day, Kelly Parfit, who uh, was an offensive lineman. I know he was on there. Um, back in my day at American Heritage. And, you know, he's married, has a child. He's, he's got a really good job. He's, you know, he's a grown up. And, and, but I know he was an offensive lineman. He played college football at UCF and finished at FAU. I know he remembers being on that top 63, um, you know, back in the day. And that's one example. So, yeah, I think it's something, you know, you make an all star team, you make top 63. Those are memories that I think all of us have, you know, buried in our past and, 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 and in, in a good way. And because I remember, and I've been out of it a long, long time, you know, I was on a, on a special all-star team that got to go to play at Hawaii, but I'm certain that these kids here in, in uh, Palm Beach County, you know, are so appreciative of, of what ESPN has done. And then to make that top 63 is pretty, pretty big honor. Again, here with Kaiser head football coach, Doug Sosha, doing some reminiscing on the past as we celebrate the 20th year of ESPN West Palm. So, Coach, since we're looking back, what do you think about when you think back to your days coaching high school ball in Palm Beach County? What are some of the memories that always put a smile on your face? Yeah, I mean, I think when I look back, you know, there's a couple that really come to mind. And I think if, if there are any historians of, of top high school football games, um, in the last 15 years, people would go back to that 2010 American Heritage Glade Central game. And we didn't win the game, but we're down 27-10 at halftime. And we battled back. And I'm telling you the how uh, it was a full house at American Heritage. And, and we battled back and got it into overtime. We just we just ran out at the end. But Marcus Davis, Teaspoon, Greg Bryant, all of these guys. It was, and then I still have people to this day, if I go to a park, you know, down in that area in Delray or Boynton, you know, they'll say, oh, coach, I remember that game. And, and we're talking 12 years ago. Yeah. So that's definitely a memory. Um, you know, the state championship team in 2011 was a special team um, for me um, and to, to be a part of. And then obviously, you know, watching moments at Oxbridge. Uh, and we didn't really get to finish the job at Oxbridge, but just there, there were definitely some moments with guys like Travis Homer, uh, Renato Brown, um, Ludner Mercy. And then there's, there's also like Trey Gabriel and, and a handful of these guys that have, you know, now like they're working their jobs and in their career. And I look back at, so we had some great memories really at both those places. Again, here with Kaiser head football coach, Doug Sosha talking about the glory days of high school football and coach. I definitely want to get into your time at Kaiser where you built the Seahawks program from the ground up. But before you made the move to Kaiser, you must have had offers and opportunities to coach at a plenty of other places in the country. Why stay in West Palm Beach? What makes this place so special that with all your options as a football coach, you've decided to make West Palm Beach your home for the long term? 
Well, you know, I think obviously we're all lucky and blessed to live in such an unbelievable place. You know, basically we live in the tropics and the east coast of Florida. So pretty special deal. But, you know, I think it goes back a long, long time ago, um, you know, when, when I first became a head coach down here in high school. And, and a lot of schools didn't exist. Kaiser didn't exist. Um, Ave Maria didn't exist for Memorial. So all these schools didn't exist. And I always said, if um, the right school starts football, I'm going to really be interested in seeing if I can get involved. And um, so I'm at the Buffalo Bills transitioning from Oxbridge. And uh, I get word that Kaiser, which is right across the street from, from uh, Oxbridge is starting up football and, and it's so my my thought process of, of of that goes back to like 2002, 2003, when I was coming down as a college coach thinking like, did this state's really missing some small school college scholarship football, whether it was D2, NAI, whatever it's going to be. And so, you know, everything uh, just kind of fell in line, you know, at that moment. And uh, but, you know, we love living in Palm Beach County and, yeah. and certainly got some great people, great relationships and a lot of familiarity. And, uh, you know, we're just, our goal right now is to bring a championship, a national championship home to this County. Coach, got to let you go, but sincerely appreciate the time. Thank you for being such a big part of high school and college football in West Palm beach for close to almost 20 years and looking forward to the next 20, of course. Thanks, Eric. We are out of time, but Julian Zaldivar will take the reins after the breaks. You are listening to the 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm.